3: I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: So I saw that there was a pill bottle thrown at the reunion, like made light of, uh, somebody said, do you want a Xanax? I have a Xanax. And that was sort of made light of. And I sometimes think about that this is effectively, it's a non-traditional workplace, but I would imagine there are even some workplace rules in a strip club. Like it, it is still a workplace. And I thought a pill bottle's being thrown. Wow, okay. And then I thought about, I read something where they said that I've read that Andy said to, I think, Variety um, that he thought that you were medicated, that you were insinuating that you were on prescription drugs. So
5: how did that make you feel? Um, I mean, I am medicated. I've been on antidepressants um, for several years now, and um, it makes sense looking back. Probably around the time that I started filming Vanderpump Rules, um, but to say that I must be met, to say that I must be heavily medicated because my behavior was erratic or I didn't have emotions is not okay in my eyes. Um, I feel like that violates some sort of HIPAA law. Um, and to make assumptions like that, it's damaging to a person. An employer cannot
2: oh. say that a person that works for them is medicated. I, I, I mean, I, I know that that's a private piece of information, yeah. whether it was true or not, or speculation. I just don't know where the line is. That's what I'm kind of, that reunion, and this is why people are saying to me, why are you doing this? Why are you biting the hand that feeds you? I'm the shining golden child that got out and made the money. Why am I? They ha- they would have had me back at any time to make millions of dollars to be on these shows. Yeah. Something about this jumped off the page to me. Like, this is where the line is crossed. And the fact that the viewers digested what was said to you that I just read, I don't think they really realized what they were digesting because it's become the norm now. I just think that the viewers just like, in some hazy world where they think this is like, real, but you're kind of these like circus character. You're like these characters, mm-hmm. animals in a zoo that they don't really understand that you're a person and that, that was said to you. And that like, it's just like flippant talk about the medication. So after the reunion, um, Andy said she took it on the, ch- she took it all on the chin, like a champ. She just sat there and took it. I didn't know that she would be able to, which is probably why I hypothesized. I didn't know how long Rachel or Raquel would last on set, given my years of experience in these forums, I would have thought that she would have walked off way sooner and maybe walked into her car, never to be seen again.
5: So that's interesting and that, that you say that just because I did walk off stage and then he summoned me back. That's what I'm saying. This is what I, okay,
2: so this is why it feels. You're abused, and you're told to fuck you with a cheese grater, and forty other things, and then hold on, come back. It's like I just you were just abused by people, but we want you to come back for more. And then what I don't understand is, I didn't know how long she would last on set, and I would have thought she'd walk off, and then and went into the reunion. He said he went into the reunion worried for your mental health, and he said I saw how unemotional. She was, and it made me think like she was either really medicated. So it almost sounds like he was worried going in. I I wonder, did anyone advocate for you to have like a mental health advocate on set or someone to
5: protect you or? Um, Going into the reunion, it was promised to me that I would have a mental health advocate um, in my trailer as I watched the first two parts of the reunion. And then um, behind the scenes, just in case, um, for my... Mental well being. And that was taken away from me. Jesus. The night before, like the day before the reunion. And I think it was a punishment because I did this, like, this paparazzi guy found me waiting to get my nails done on the sidewalk of the street. And I felt awkward being inside there. And I, asked some of his questions. They were very basic. I didn't give away anything that the reunion was going to touch on. And I think the network saw that and was I don't know. Angry, disappointed and punished me punished me by taking away my mental health advocate.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, and um, then there's
5: one more thing um regarding the HIPAA Situation there was a um, so it got out that I was at the Meadows for mental health treatment, okay. And um, sorry, (laughs) one of my peers who recognized me when I came into the Meadows um was like oh my gosh, Raquel, like, what are you doing here? And she was in for that duration of time. So she didn't know anything about the scandal, but she watched the show. Okay. And so I filled her in on the situation and the things that led me up to coming to get treatment. Mm-hmm. And that was my first week and her last week. That same day she left, um, there was news that, I was at this place called The Meadows getting mental health treatment. And that was a violation of my privacy. Um, And then, you know, it got picked up. But then there was conversations of, oh, Raquel isn't getting treatment. She's at a spa. She's at Miraval. And Who said
2: that? Castmates or yeah, castmates, or insiders in the press? Insiders,
5: say? people who know for a fact. Oh, okay, um, And so that whole narrative was being pumped out there that I'm at a spa. And I had my team like contact them saying, look, you guys know she's at the Meadows. We have the paperwork to confirm it. Will you dispel these rumors that she's at a spa? And they refused to do that to create... Keep this narrative going.
2: But being in a mental health facility and not getting that cleared up, you wanted them to say she's getting treatment, not at a spa. Because,
5: yeah. Wow. And why wouldn't they? They wanted to keep this narrative going. Like it was more salacious for me to be at a spa than to be really reflecting on my actions. So, did
2: anyone from Bravo reach out to you post reunion? out of concern wanting to help you wanting to pay for your treatment or check in with you, or even be worried that it would come down on them. Like what was, what, what, what were they, what was the reaction? What was, what was their involvement or
5: what did they do? What have they done? No, there is no check in, um, from anybody to see if I was okay. And just to, you know, like follow up and, um, Unfortunately, I asked for my tuition I guess to be covered for my treatment and they refused to pay for it. Um and we have a I have a theory that is because if they paid for it they would admit to yes this liability.
2: Yes, it's culpable. If you pay then you're yes. Yeah. Um interesting. Wow. So there has been all this going around. People are, you know, speculating that you're a part of this reality reckoning. And there have been just like whispers about you and I. Very, very subtle. But we've done a very good job that no one knows we're here, which is wonderful. And thank you, everyone. Um, but has Bravo been acting differently towards you since your name is in the mix and they're getting worried, and they're getting legal letters and there's been a lot of very public.
5: Yeah, just a few days ago, um somebody reached out from the network and offered for security to be at my house where I'm staying with my parents. And it's like, it's a little too late. Right. All of the death threats were happening months ago and you were aware of it, yet did absolutely nothing to protect anybody. Um, and after those legal, after that legal letter went out, um, all of a sudden they're offering services. So it's a little fishy. Interesting. What's also interesting is that we watched
2: what we just discussed as emotional abuse on the reunion, but what happens with the public? What about the messages and what has really, what have people said to you? I've seen merch sold cups with your names on. So explain that
5: world of hate. Oh my gosh. Um, I think the most disturbing thing talking about the merch, um, is when I sent out that seasoned assist from my litigator to all of the cast to not share the video that was taken without my consent. Um, Lala decided to use that and be like, Oh my God, don't contact me directly. Contact my attorney, uh, Daryl, like send, have your people send it to my people, you dumb bitch or whatever the heck her message was. Um, and then she started making these sweatshirts that said, send it to Daryl. And I guess she has made enough for a down payment on her new house in Palm Springs. Wow. The same house that she bought, um, out from under the rug because Brock was interested in buying that house, but it just happened so quickly. I don't know. The details don't matter, but it's like so many people are using this opportunity and this scandal to monetize for their own benefit. And I'm left here broke, broke. <laughs> and, you know, my name has been raked through the coals. I don't have business opportunities. My brand is shot. Mistress. Yeah. At, I'm be- at best. Mm-hmm. What kind of, did you
2: did you actually receive death threats and online bullying? And- yes,
5: yes. My parents received them more than I did. Um, I shut off social media pretty early on and um, thank God I didn't have my phone while I was in treatment. And, um, you know, we got the FBI involved because these things aren't okay. And I think people were seeing red and they were just like, overcome with these emotions but not thinking that this is a situation that isn't so black and white Um, and I'm really really happy that I took the time to go to get treatment at the meadows because they did teach a lot about shame and carried shame um, toxic shame and what healthy shame is and With all the vitriol online and um, hate that's been thrown at me, if I were to take that on as my own, I don't even know how I would survive.
2: Do you hold the cast responsible
5: or do you think they're just doing their jobs to make money? That's a really good question. I think they're doing their jobs to make money. The girls' trip in Vegas was really traumatic for me. Um, Obviously drinking a lot to numb my anxiety and awkwardness that I felt around these girls that haven't had the best history with me. Um, And (sighs) the following day, um, Lala and Christina Kelly came into my hotel room and they were like, Oh my God, Raquel, that was amazing. Last night you, you, Like reality TV rating goals. You killed it. Like so funny. I can't believe you. Like you're so like you did it. You're the best. And then as soon as cameras were on, it was like, Raquel, how could you? I can't believe what you said last night. Oh, And so that was already a mind fuck. Um, And I know that they're doing their job and their job is to make ratings um, to create something that people will be engaged with, and it's it's
2: sick. Before I get, we I want to just finish up with your future. But mm-hmm. do do you need do we need to discuss this dog? Is this thing is this dog thing something that's relevant
5: because it's yeah. a big
2: question for people?
5: Did we already talk about it or no? No, oh, just okay. the dog, and then we're done in two minutes. I don't want to burn you. Okay, out. okay, <clears throat> yeah. So just really quickly, there's a lot more. To the story, um but Graham, oh my gosh, he has a history of aggression, and he's bitten me really hard. he's bitten other people. I already was considering getting a foster family while going into the meadows and trying it out um, but my dog Graham bit my mom my dog Graham bit my mom's hand down to the bone and um It was so bad she couldn't even get stitches. And I had the decision to either leave the meadows and go back and take care of my dog or try to get him rehomed and finish out my treatment because I knew I had more to work on. Um, So I chose myself and we researched a breed-specific dog rescue. Mm -hmm. And they took him in besides his biting behavior Um, and bottom line, he couldn't get rehomed. Um, they reached out to Lisa Vanderpump to ask for a donation after they scanned his microchip and saw that he was my dog. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a confidential, um, you know, anonymous. Yeah. Because it's nobody else's business. Right. Um, And that
2: happens. Andy had a dog that was aggressive with the babe, you know, and he was worried. So he had to give the dog away. Things happen with dogs.
5: Yeah. And there's a reason why I didn't want James to have Graham. He is, he doesn't have dog experience and he's part of the reason why Graham is a biter. Um, James would encourage Graham to bite his hands hard and he liked that sensation. So of course that, Trained Graham to be wow. a fighter. Um, so, to my surprise, <laughs> uh, people are like, Oh my God, Graham's filming in Tahoe. And I thought it was a joke at first. And my heart dropped to my stomach. And there was a picture of James walking Graham. And I was like, No. Um, immediately, my mom called the foster who was working with Graham. And She said, oh, it's so lovely. Lisa adopted him. And we were like, what? Um, It's just so sick that they're using Graham as a part of the storyline and to further this villain narrative. That you dumped your dog off. Yes. So now the narrative is I dumped my dog at a shelter and he was hours away of being euthanized. Oh. And that's not true. Oh,
2: okay. I got it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You got yourself into a whole I know. Shitstorm. Jesus. Know. Um, okay, so what are your regrets? Like what do you what could what would you do differently?
5: Um, I regret a lot. I would do everything differently if I had the chance to go back and um I really just want to acknowledge that a lot of people were believing in me and I feel like I was a disappointment to those people. Um, I know that there was a lot of trust that was broken between friendships and betrayal that happened. And I look back at my actions and I'm disappointed in myself as well. That is not the person that I want to be that. um, I, I wasn't happy. I was really hurting. Um, I don't ever want to be in a place like that again. And I will make sure that I don't, put myself in that position again. I think there is a silver lining in the situation that I'm able to learn about myself and give myself this forgiveness and hopefully share with other people the knowledge that I've learned and help to broaden a perspective on all of these things that have happened um, and that I've experienced. And if somebody is going through a similar situation that there's still hope. That's powerful.
2: Honestly, it's, 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 it was all for something. It was not for not. I mean, it was a rough journey, but it got you to an awakening.
5: Yeah. Well, I needed to get caught. I needed to, because it would have just continued. And, that's not who I want to be. This was the biggest wake up call yeah. for me. Yeah. You hit rock bottom
2: beyond. Yes. Yeah. So would you ever go back to reality television?
5: Oh, hell no. Never. No, because I refuse to not respect myself on that level where I would endure that emotional abuse any longer. And I'm, I can't do that to myself. That's a big statement because it's very tempting. Fame is tempting.
2: Money is tempting. Chasing the dragon is tempting. That's a very big statement, you know, because I would have bet that you would have gone back. And I'm, I'm actually proud of you. I don't even know you, but I'm proud of you because it's not as easy. You are in the spotlight. You could go back and redeem yourself and be famous. So
5: you don't want that. And have they asked you to come back? Yeah, of course. Of course they want me back. Um, and I know that other people on the cast are more important than I am. So I don't even think that I would get a redemption arc, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that I wouldn't be able to share all of my story. Whatever I share gets condensed to five minutes max. Mm-hmm. So I think knowing that there's different options for me and there's good that I can do. You turn this into something positive. Yeah.
2: In considering coming back, did you consider coming back at all?
5: Yeah, I did. I asked for equal pay with Tom and Ariana and for them to reimburse me for my treatment expenses. Um, They refused to pay me equally. And, uh, you know, I was considering going back if I was going to be paid equally because I feel like when you pay your employees... It really shows how much you value them in, you know, the whole whatever it is. I get it. You feel yeah. like at least I took a hit, but
2: yeah, but exactly. wow, they are proud of me for right. It's like this love you're, because you said in your statement that you look for love and validation. Yeah. And I've experienced that. You want the network to give you validation. Right. Which is crazy and I get it but I've been there where you want someone to say oh my god look what we did and look at the ratings and their does their mo is to not let talent know how well things have been going because then they would have to compensate them. So we used to not even get the ratings until I demanded we need to see the
5: ratings like because you're not supposed to know
2: you're doing so well.
5: Right but it's impossible to not know how well the show is doing right because I mean it's Everyone's talking about it. It's everywhere. Scandaval is like this, the most sensationalized piece of pop culture that
2: I've experienced. Yes, I, it's, it's enormous. And the zeitgeist, it's been massive. It really has. So yeah, it's been a yeah. cultural phenomenon. And will you speak to anybody from the show? Do you speak to anybody from the show? Or is that that's the past and you want to move on? I
5: have a no contact policy with every single cast member.
2: Okay, Wow. I know you have a no cast call rule, but actually I did want to know this. I wanted to know if you think that they feel that they went too
5: far, the cast, and if they are sorry. Lala has reached out to me on Instagram saying that she's willing to lend an ear. And um, I don't know. I just don't trust that person. Um, I know she has her own agenda. I'm sure she wants to create an alliance with me so she can take down Randall for being a narcissist. And um, that's her whole MO. Has anyone
2: asked you to come back because you'd be good for the show? So good for Um, business.
5: Yeah, I've been asked back. The only reason why I reached out to Lisa is because I told her my concerns about Graham being in the care of James Kennedy Mm -hmm. and I got a phone call from her. Um, I answered and explained that James isn't a fit dog parent Mm -hmm. Um, and she just was talking about the potential scenes we could film together. She was like, just come back for one final interview. You can come to Villa Rosa. You can apologize for leaving and disappearing. And, um, (laughs) and she didn't ask me how I was. She didn't ask me what I've been dealing with since the last time she saw me at the reunion. Um, and she almost got me back because I did want to share my side of the story. Like we talked about, and there was this fire lit beneath me because I was angry that Graham was being used Mm -hmm. as a pawn in all of this. And I really do feel like he was bait to get me back. Oh, okay. Um, And, and you never get the last word on reality TV.
2: And did have any of the other cast members asked you to come back?
5: Um, Tom has emailed me twice. Um, Lala wanted me back. Yeah. Lisa wanted me back.
2: Yeah. Does that feel confusing when everyone said we thought she would get in a car and leave never to be seen again? You know, even Andy saying like she took a beat down and she was, you know, mentally unwell, etc. And then like, is it strange that the same venue that would be put you in that position. And I'm saying you, you, you're taking accountability and you definitely contributed to it. But that same place that may not be the best space for you or save that you went into a facility for three months of your life was asking you to come back. It's like when you were in the reunion, like, hold on, come back after you just, you know, were.
5: Yeah, actually, it makes complete sense because they have ulterior motives. They don't care about my well-being they care about their narrative that they need to portray on this show. Well, it's going to be a very interesting show
2: and season for them. I it's going to be wild to see. And I'm sure they're going to have a real they're going to have a real opinion about this conversation, lady. <laughs> so this is the new you. I mean, you're you have a new chapter ahead of you. And what do you want to do now that you've grown up?
5: I really am impassioned by Learning about myself and the psychology behind all of this, and I am taking the steps to start my own podcast nice, okay? I feel like mm-hmm. it would be a great way to share my side of the story and um bring on experts that really understand the psychology like behind a self help yeah, so we should talk about it, yeah, okay. and I feel like um, you know, this is a area that's untapped because nobody really wants to talk about being the other woman. And for as many people that are hurt by this affair, there's equally as many people that have been the other person. If you Mm -hmm. have,
2: if you have, yeah, exactly. If there are that many affairs, somebody's the mistress or the mister. So, and and I think it's very um, remarkable that you want to do a podcast and not just go dip back into the garbage. Like you'll talk about the garbage, I'm sure you have a, you have a voice. You've yeah. been speaking for almost two hours. Um, and do you, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to be in a relationship? Like, where are you in that area of your I, mind?
5: I would love to have a healthy relationship, but right now I am nurturing my house and, <laughs> uh, you know, still healing myself so I can break this these patterns that the cycle. I cycle. Mm-hmm. You want to break
2: the chain, and you want to have a yeah. good relationship with yourself yes. first. Yeah. So where will you be living? You're in you're in we're in Arizona now. I flew to come see you, which is uh, not, there's no precedent <laughs> for that. I have not done that. I really was feeling for you and not yeah. wanting to travel, and I thought let me really um, have compassion and come to where you are, so you feel safe, because I know that it was hard for you to talk to anyone, yeah. and I was worried that you might. Get cold feet, you know, you came in very strong and very confident today and very together, which I didn't know if you'd be fragile or a mess or Mm. so. um,
5: Where will you be going from Arizona? Um, I'm going to be traveling around. I'm not headed back to LA anytime soon. So I have um, some plans to check out different states and different areas. Oh, nice. Um, So it's unwritten at this point, but I'm excited to start um, this new chapter in my life. A new journey, Mm -hmm. literal and figurative. Well, if you want to come
2: visit me in the Hamptons, I'm right near the beach. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So I just want to say thank you for trusting me. I mean, I give you a lot of credit for really staying quiet. It's very difficult to do that. Because you want to get your thought out, your word out. You want to correct everything that's wrong. And you took months to really just allow for it all to settle. And when you don't know what to do, sit still. And you did sit still. And now you got, you know, is there anything we didn't cover? Were you able to get your entire story and your whole voice out today?
5: Um, I think that whatever we didn't get to, which there's so much that goes on behind the scenes and, what happens internally even that um save it for your podcast exactly we'll get there save it for your (laughs) pocket okay well thank you
2: so much
1: hey guys this is paris hilton trapped in treatment is back and this season we're taking on wasp the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools
2: they held us in dog cages
5: they starved us they beat us
0: was trying to brand us. So we were
3: going to become the McDonald's of kid
5: treatment. Join my
1: host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's
3: like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeartPodcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life.